Four, please. The knackered golfist now driving. Welcome to the knackered golfist. Uh, today was sort of my first opportunity to sort of reach out and try to get a few folks that were a part of the Forge Golf Club appreciation to um, to just talk to somebody about golf because there's not really a lot of golf going on right now. Um, NFL playoff weekend was going on, and I'm not into that. And I'm just I just want to talk some golf, and uh, so. This gentleman was the first opportunity that I had to sort of speak outside, I don't know, outside California. He lives in Fenton, Missouri, and his name is Jim Higginbottom, and he just reached out to me on my uh, Facebook direct message and just said, hey, here's my phone number, give me a call if you want, and we had a really nice chat about golf in the St. Louis area. We talked about the 92 PGA Championship at Bell Reeve. We talked about Payne Stewart. We talked about Payne's Valley. We talked about Branson, Missouri. We talked about his Titleist uh, T100 irons that I hope I got that name right. Um, but just like, you know, oh, he had a, a, a fascinating putter that he came across at um, the 92 PGA that was at Bell Reeve that was won by Nick Price. And we just talked about just stuff. We just talked about golf and uh, that sort of thing. You know, how's the weather over there right now? And I just was, um, I just was tickled to talk to him. So anyway, without further ado, here's my conversation that I had with Jim Higginbottom on the Knackered Golfers podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Hello. Hi, is this Jim? Yeah. Hey, this is Trent from uh, Forge Golf Enthusiast. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Trent? Good. Um, this is something I've never done before. I'm actually recording you right now, if that's okay, for my podcast. No worries. I haven't either. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, so your name is Jim Higginbottom, is that correct? That's correct. So um, where are you from, sir? Well, I live in St. Louis County, Missouri, suburb of St. Louis. S- wow, or, suburb of St. Louis. Oh, my uh-huh. gosh. So is that – sorry, ahead. I keep – go ahead. Sorry. Uh, we're just kind of on lockdown uh, because of weather. It's too cold to play. Is it really? Yeah. So how cold is it there right now? Uh, about 32. 32, so that's freezing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, normal, uh, well, not, um, forgive me, I'm in California, I have no clue. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, um, I, I, I did visit uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin once back in, uh, gosh, 2015, it was in January, and uh, that's a cold I never want to experience again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, when you, so you're, so you're from St. Louis, you, you, I, I saw in your message that you had a seventh hole in one, is that, is that true, sir? December the tenth. December tenth. Now, what course was that? Aberdeen Golf Club, St. Louis okay. County. Now, I assume that is that a par three. I would assume. Oh yeah, one hundred twenty-two. What hole was it? Uh, it was the eleventh hole. Second time I, I had a hole of one on that hole. It was uh yeah downhill one twenty-two into a stiff breeze. I hit nine iron at seventy-one years old. 
Oh my gosh. So, so, so you had a stiff breeze. Was it coming in your face or was it from the left to the right or how, no, how was that coming? Coming straight up the tee box right at us. Wow. Straight up the tee box. And then you, you hit your nine iron and, and forgive me, what kind of a nine iron was it? Uh, it's a new title. It's T100S. Oh my gosh. They're great. Club. Great club. You, lo- you, you have a whole set of them. Oh yeah. Uh, probably the best iron I've ever hit. Really? Are you, um, how, sh- I mean, did you have those custom fitted to your swing or your yeah, they're, or? They're, they're fitted for me? Yeah. Oh, it's they just, are. Yeah. Standard length, one degree up. Okay. That's and, awesome. Uh, you know, regular Nippon shaft, which is just a perfect flex for me. 88 gram kind of lightweight steel shaft. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Very well, good golf club. So you, so you, you struck the shot, and you. I would assume you took a dollar size divot, just like Mister Mister Byron Nelson would suggest. Well, it was on a tee. I think I just clipped it clean. Oh, like, really? Yeah. So you clipped it clean. So did your shot have a little bit of a fade or a draw on it, or was it just no. dead straight? Laser straight, and it was right at it. Oh my gosh! And, and then, and got... then the, so forgive me the uh, the hole at your golf club. What hole was it again? You said number twelve. Number eleven. Oh, sorry. Number 11. 11 Everdeen Golf Club. Everdeen Golf Club. So the the hole was so, – so the cut the pin was cut where on the green? Uh, kind of a uh, little rightish front. Oh, right front. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So did the ball land – you said it, it it went straight at it at the hole? Did it, it bounce yeah. and then roll in or – No, it uh, – yeah. It, it just took one little hop and rolled about three feet and then it went. Oh, that's awesome. And, that and, awesome. and with my eyesight, I couldn't see it. One of the guys that I play with has great vision. He's a uh, five, six-time club champ, and he can still, at 66, he can still hit it and see very well. Oh, that's awesome. And he goes, oh, look, uh, oh, that went in. <laughs> <laughs> so you were playing with him. Were you playing with anyone else? Yeah, a fellow named Joe Smith, mm. who is the longest-hitting 62-year-old on the planet. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I really appreciate your story. Um, good Lord, that that's that's awesome. So so you said you have a set of the Titleist. It was the T100s, you said? T100S, yeah, the strong lofted. Okay. This, oh, so there's a I, – see, I have no clue with new equipment. I, I use old equipment, and as far as, you know, the strong S or the, right. the other stuff, I don't really know. I think they're 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 like two degrees stronger, but uh, you know if you're up on the, the technology, they totally they didn't just take the one hundreds and bend them two degrees stronger. They totally oh. re-engineered the club and just made them two degrees stronger. Oh my gosh, that is from awesome! The, from the jump, yeah, they're they're great. I had uh, when they came out with the AP twos, I think two thousand eight. Yes, I remember that. I was I was trying out a a driver. I was going to try out a driver, and they were so busy at a demo day. Yeah. I was hitting, hitting some irons just waiting and uh I was hitting this one particular Titleist iron and this the, the uh rep comes over and he sticks an AP two in my hand. I went, Oh geez. <laughs> After about five or six shots he said, What? I said, I was looking for a driver, but I'm gonna leave here buying a set of irons. And I did. Oh my gosh. And I thought that those were the best ever until I got these and they're they're just absolutely terrific. Oh my gosh. Now would you say I mean they are forged is that correct yes okay 
Now, do you know the process that uh, was was done to make those possible? Like, what I mean, is it sort of a special blend of forging, or like carbon? Is it still carbon steel, or is it like a a mixture of other types of metals? No, they're carbon steel. Okay. Uh, and you know, I heard a long time ago. You know, don't quote me on this. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, I'm not sure, but I think uh, Ruger does Titleist forgings. Oh, Ruger, like the the gun, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. And they're they're you know they're they're really good. They're yeah. As good as anything I've hit. This fellow I just mentioned plays Muras. Oh, Muras. Okay. Yeah, he's got a couple of sets of those, and I'm I'm telling you, uh, well, in fact. He got the first set of T100 switching from yours that he's played for years. Oh, my gosh. Probably close to 20 years. Oh, my gosh. Well, so, that is, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. So you, so yeah. you really got, so, yeah, that's a, that's so, really cool. So do you, yeah, how yeah, often really, do you play? Really oh, I play three days a week. Sometimes oh, three four. days a week? Yeah, I'm retired. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So yeah. you're a member at your club? No, but I might as well be. It's, okay. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm, there, I'm there more than a lot of members are. Well, that's good. That, I mean, I, I love the uh, – I'd love to be able to play golf more than I do. But um, Well, me all. Anyway, um, so you're outside St. Louis. Did you go to the PGA back in 18? Oh, sure. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So how was that? It was fantastic. It was spectacular. <laughs> every other, it, was, it was unreal. There was – I've been to the the one back in 90, 91, 92. It was ninety two when Nick Price 92. won. Ninety two, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bell Reef, yeah. When Nick Nick Price won, he was the last one. Him and Rocco Mediate were the last two on the driving range that night. Night before. Oh my gosh! And uh, David Ledbetter was there. Oh my gosh! But the the crowds at twenty eighteen were five times what they were back in the nineties. Well, you I know, mean, I would assume that would be true because St. Louis hadn't hasn't had a golf tournament in a really long time, right? Right. The the last one was two thousand one, the uh, FedEx Championship, and oh. and yeah, September the twelfth they canceled it. Oh, uh, you mean of this year or no, no, two thousand one. Oh, oh, because of the nine eleven. Oh yeah, my gosh! I didn't know that. Right. Wow. Well, that's amazing. So, Gosh, Bell Reeve. I, I mean, oh, I heard st- great golf course. I got to play it a couple of times after after the uh, tournament. I've got a buddy that belongs over there. Wow. It, do, would you say your favorite hole is at Bell Reeve? My favorite hole at Bell Reeve. Wow, that's a tough question. There's a lot of great holes. I mean, forgive uh, me. I don't. I can't remember. I, I, honestly, I, I can't remember a, a hole uh, at Bell Reeve. I mean, I remember. Last year, watching Tiger trying to make his charge, and he made the shot on number nine, where he hit it out of the left side rough, and yeah. it was like a hook lie, and people just went crazy when it got on the green. Well, that, that's a that's that could be the toughest hole on the golf course if you're not in the right position because it's straight uphill. Oh my gosh! And and you know if the pin's tucked, you've got to bring it in very high up to hold the green. And if really? the pin's tucked, you're just you're simply not going to keep it on the green. And back right, there's it slopes off and away from the green, so you can get in trouble there pretty quick. And five five's not a bad score on that hole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's unbelievable. I gosh, Bell Reef, that is so cool. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I do you have any other things to add? I mean, I'm I'm out of things to ask you. Well, uh, you know, just a, a kind of an interesting little tidbit. 
Yeah. At the, at the 92 PGA, I picked yes. up a uh, ping answer putter. Oh. And it was, uh, I think it was 10 bucks more than what retail was at that time. Right. And I had been looking for that putter and couldn't find it in the local shops. And I thought, well, heck with it. I'm just going to buy this thing. Oh, my gosh. Well, on the sole, it had the PGA logo, the uh, uh, 1992 PGA Championship with the Bell Reeve logo and the, the uh, St. Louis Arch. Okay. Or the Arch in St. Louis is part of the, the logo stamped in the sole. Oh, my gosh. And we got talking about it, my brother and I. He said, where'd you get that? And I said, over in the, uh, over in the merchandise shop. I'll be gone. And uh, he said, you ought to call Ping and and, uh, and see how many of those they made. So oh. sure enough, Monday after the tournament, I call Ping and I get this younger fellow on the phone at customer service. And I asked him, he said, sure. And I could hear him clicking his keyboard. Oh, yeah. And he said, two, click, click, three. And he finally got two and he said, six. He, he said, you've got one of six. Oh, my gosh. But it's still hanging on the wall in the basement all these years later. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. So That, you know, that is cool. Yeah, it is cool. And and, and that's, the, oh, my gosh, that's got to be, that's that's a keeper, I would say. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Wow, and it's, wow. You know, I've, I've looked around the clubhouse there. I've been there, I don't know, three or four times now in, inside. Yeah. They just totally remodeled everything there, too. The oh, golf they did. Course, the golf course, the, the clubhouse, the the uh, uh, pavilion outside and it's just everything and added a little uh, uh, nine hole par three. Just oh, really? Tucked off into a little practice area okay. or an area that was kind of not even utilized and just made a nice little, uh, uh, just go play a little short game with, with the kids if you want to. Oh, that's cool. You know, shared greens on, on a couple of holes, but it's, it's a great place, beautiful golf course. Okay, okay. Now, I, I one golf course comes to mind. They just had this NBC um, golf coverage of this sort of match play that happened back. I, they televised it back in um, December, a couple weeks ago, and it's this. It's the Paynes Valley uh, Golf Club. Are you aware of that place? Absolutely. So, have you and, been there? Oh, um, we're headed. Yeah, I've, I've played down there a couple of times. Uh, what used to be, uh, I forget the name of it. But it was the number one rated public course in the state. Oh my gosh! For some time, and it's now called Buffalo Ridge. Okay. So after Johnny Morris bought it and and then built everything else under the sun, it's absolutely a, a golfer's destination now. Oh, that's it's, cool. That's Ozarks cool. National Tigers Tigers Place in Payne's Valley. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Ozarks National is Kurt Crenshaw design. Okay. And it's it's and you know and then Buffalo Ridge is there now too. So there's and then there's another course oh a few miles away on the other side of the highway so to speak uh that, that was named after Payne Stewart I played a couple of times in tournaments that was it's a very good golf course so there's you know and then some of the older courses around Branson are oh, are very well done okay. yeah it's, a, it's it's right smack in the Branson area just within a few miles I think it's oh, okay so it's near Branson oh, okay yeah okay yeah well, I, I got to say that those views that they had, uh, the camera shots they had were just breathtaking. That that part of Missouri is just gorgeous on TV. Oh, yeah, it really is. You know, it's, wow. it's, it's in the mountains. They're not they're not real tall, but it's, it's really hilly. Yeah. But, you know, a buddy of mine went down there and played Thames Valley, and he's just just uh, absolutely inundated 
Facebook with pictures and, and uh, imploring people to get yourself down there. It's closed oh, wow. during the winter, so you know they just got it open. So come springtime, we hear that the uh, competition for tea time is going to be really stiff. Oh yeah, I would imagine. Now, I'm going to get I'm going to get in line. Oh, there you go, there you huh. go. That's that, <laughs> I mean, I, I hear stories about people trying to play Tory Pines down in San Diego. How they got a I, I guess sleep in the parking lot to get a, a walk on tea time, but. But I mean, if you if you go to a beautiful place like the the Paynes Valley course, man, that's that's probably what you got to do, right? Well, yeah, I don't know right now, you know, about uh, winds up having to sleep in the parking lot. I'm sure not going to. No, no, if, that, if, if you, you don't, you know, you don't if deserve you get, to do that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, you know, if you get if you get on their t sheet uh, with enough advance notice. You could plan some stuff, spend two or three days down there just playing some great golf courses. Oh, I mean, that is unbelievable. You know, John, Johnny Morris owns uh, Bass Pro Shops. and Cabela's Yes, I, yes Johnny Morris. That's right. the guy that they interviewed that, uh, you know, he had a dream about. He, well, he talked about how he knew Payne Stewart. And, and I mean, I wanted to ask you also, how, how big is Payne Stewart? I met him once, or he signed an autograph for me at um, the Buick Invitational at Torrey Pines once. And, uh mm-hmm. It was when he was with Top Flight, uh-huh. and I noticed that the year before he was using those Top Flight Tour irons. Those were the cast uh, clubs that came out like in '94, and then he switched to the the Top Flight t- uh, forged irons that were sort of back from the '80s, and he put those in his bag. And so, uh-huh. so did you ever get to see Payne Stewart? Yeah, he was at Bell Reve in '92. I got to see oh, him that's pra- right. practice round. Yeah. And we even got to talk to him for a minute. He was he was laying on the ground. Uh, we were on the sideline, seventeen's uh, a par five. He used to have a little pond in front of it. They've done away with that in one of the remodels. Mm. But he was laying on the ground, rocking back and forth, had his uh, legs up in the air and his arms wrapped around his knees, trying to get his back to stretch out. Oh! And he was kibitzing with the with the people of, uh, outside the ropes a little bit, you know. And somebody said, "Knock it on." He said, <laughs> Kind of, kind of look back over at the at the crowd, and he had three or four wood. I'm not sure what he hit for sure, but it was a long shot, and he drilled it right in the middle of the green. Oh my gosh! On and two. Oh man! Now, now, did he use a? Was it with the persimmon, like a Wilson Staff persimmon uh, wood, like a yeah? Three yeah. Wood if, if if I remember correctly, yeah, it was persimmon. It, he wasn't hitting metal. Oh my it, gosh! It, well, it yeah. Wood. Well, back in um, back in '93, I mean, I, I I watched the U.S. Open at Baltusrol, and I I have a video of it on my YouTube channel. It's the U.S. Open at Baltusrol, and he mm-hmm. was going toe to toe with Lee Jansen, and 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 he was hitting that jumbo size persimmon uh, whale driver that Larry Bobka talked about in other podcasts, and he was yeah. involved in that. That was an amazing an amazing golf club, and he and he was. Oh man, I miss him so much. Yeah, he was he was very very uh, well liked around the Springfield area where he grew up. He yeah. did both, you know, and apparently he was, you know, he had a big smile on his face. I'll never forget that. And, oh uh, yeah, I had just just uh, that little sidebar personal comment. Uh, I had yeah. just taken a new job, which I wound up retiring from twenty almost twenty years later. Wow. Well, not 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 twenty. Yeah, darn near it. Uh, the week, uh, that Payne and them died in that plane crash. Yeah. 
the uh, uh, vice president of our branch, I work for a commercial insurance company. Okay. Was playing in a tournament, and he come over and asked me. He said, "You want to go play in a tournament?" And I said, "Well, I don't know. Maybe I better check with my boss." And he kind of laughed. He said, "Come on, let's go." Oh. I said, "You're serious?" He said, "No, uh, let's go." And I said, "Well, I got my stuff in the trunk," and off we went. And uh, he gave me a, a brand new pink hoofer bag that night when we got finished. Yeah. And I'm thinking he's giving it to a neighbor that was playing with us. One of his neighbors played it in our group. And he turns around and hands it to me. It's holy smokes! And and then five minutes later, we found out that Payne and him had had all perished in that plane crash. Oh, that's terrible. That's something I'll never forget. You know? Oh, jeez, that's like when were when did it happen and where were you? Oh my gosh, how awful! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, oh. it was a sad, sad day. Yeah, it was. I mean, I remember where I was when that happened. Yeah, I was working. I was working at a. Um, I was in the golf course maintenance industry. And I was working as a superintendent at a putting course that was in uh, Valencia, California. And I saw, I don't know where I heard it, but it could have been on the radio during lunch or something. And I, oh, wait, no, it wasn't. It was when um, I was on the phone with my boss and he told me, and he was, he was, a, he was, he was a Southern gentleman with the Southern accent like yourself. And he said, Hey, Payne Stewart was was killed in the plane crash and i'm like oh my god i yeah, was just floored with that yeah i was floored and so i was yeah. oh and i was try- it was it was october i think right yeah it was october oh my gosh right. wow and i go back and i and i sometimes watch the uh the u.s open at pinehurst and just you know i'm like oh my god paint stewart he yeah. was an amazing amazing person yeah, he was he was a good player. Had a beautiful swing, one of, one of the best yeah. ones in the history of golf. Yes, yes, total release. Yeah, yeah. Pure, pure fluid. Looked like pouring water out of a pitcher. He looked like who? Looked like pouring water out of a out of a pitcher. Oh yes, just that smooth, that, that fluid. Yes, very very fluid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had his own way of. He had his own look. He had his demeanor, and he had his. Beautiful fluid swing. Oh my yep. gosh. Yep. Wow. He could play. He was a he good really competitor. Could. Yeah. He really could. Yeah. Well, hey, um, I really appreciate talking to you, Mr. Higginbottom. Jim thank Higginbottom. You, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you're welcome. Uh thank you for coming on and thank you for you're gonna be on my podcast. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> and uh-huh. and check I'll I'll send a link to you and uh oh my gosh, have a great week and have a great golfing year, and uh, oh man, I got a friend Thanks. in St. Louis now. Thank you so much, sir. Absolutely, you get here, we'll go play. Yes, let's go, I, man. I know, a, I know a couple of superintendents. In fact, I've got a link with one at Old Warson Country Club. Really? Uh, don't don't tell them I said that. I might right. get banned. But I know, <laughs> I, I, secondhand, I know the superintendent over there. That's where they played the Ryder Cup many years oh. ago, right oh here my in St. Louis. So. We've got a couple wow. of connections with major championship golf. Well, that's cool. That's come so cool. see us. Come I see will. Us. I will. So, so what? So it. what city are you in again? Uh, what did you say? What city? What city are you in again? Well, the town I live in is Fenton. It's Fenton. F e n t o n. Fenton, Missouri. Right. Yeah, it's a suburb of St. Louis. 
All right, I'm gonna look that up because I, I love geography. I love geography, and I love finding out where people live. <laughs> cool. Well, we got a lot of golf courses around here, so that's cool. And, and the best time of year to play, I would assume, is spring, spring and to fall. fall? Spring, spring and fall. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Best time. Summer gets hot and muggy, but we play. Oh yeah. yeah. Soaked or not, we play. All right. Terrific. Hey. Thank you so much, Mr. Higginbottom, and th- and uh, thank you for being a part of the Forge Golf Club Appreciation page on Facebook, and thanks for all your photos and, and your comments. It's great, so thank you so much. It is. Thank you, too, Trent. Have a good all day. Right. You're welcome. Have a great day. Bye. Goodbye. Yes. Bye. Oh, my God. That was great. Oh, that was awesome. Four, please. The knackered golfist now driving. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. This is the Knackered Golfist Radio Network.